Hi, it's Robin, Dez, and Moira. We can't come to the phone right now because we're too gay. <laughs> I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my six feet undertakers, Moira, <laughs> and I'm Des. <laughs> I think this is the last time it'll just be us three for the rest of uh, the the series. That kind of makes me sad a little. I'm a little sad. Yeah, I love I love having guests, but I, I also mm-hmm. like having occasional episodes with just the three of us. Yeah. Well, um, next week we're going to get our uh, our pilot uh, uh, <laughs> fifth season of FisherCast episode where uh, Lyriel will be joining us. Um, so you'll get the if, – if you don't like that dynamic at all, I guess just sign off after the fourth season is over <laughs> with. But I we're think that would be fun. No, we're going to send him his contract with a big, you know, X over it and say, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the audience voted. Off the island. Mm. <laughs> man, he's got pressure now. He better perform, man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, we. Uh, I think it's according to IMDb, I think we have 20 episodes left. Wow. Mm. It seems so doable now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's kind of not quite the home stretch. Maybe we're rounding like the third, the third, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, once we finish this uh, season, I feel like we're in the home stretch. Right. Yes. It's so funny. I'm gonna be so teary because of Six Feet Under ending again for me <laughs> in at the end of the fifth season. But I'll like be doubly teary because it, you know, it'll be the end of the podcast as well. We'll, we'll have to do another one. Yeah. <laughs> what do we want to watch next? <laughs> I I saw some suggestions on potential casts. Uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. <laughs> I used to love that show. Uh, yeah, and it's it's a very short one. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think I canceled really quick. Oh, we should do Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. Yes, that, that one got canceled I, too. It's got two seasons of awesomeness. I do have the first season. I've watched the first couple of episodes, and okay. I haven't gone back do you to love it. it? You haven't? Do you not love it? It's all right. I don't know. I, just, I need to get yeah. into the right mindset for it, I think. Yeah. Smoke a doobie and you'll be <laughs> fine. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> as much as oh, Nate damn. taunts me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, since we're we're back to six feet under chat, uh, so uh, let's <laughs> move from all that into uh, the Darwin Awards. In which we honor the idiots in history that snuffed themselves out before they reproduce. This story is called Wrong and Wronger. Uh, it's from 2002 in the Ukraine. 
Late one night, the inhabitants of the Uvienna village, uh, a suburb of Lungangst, uh, (laughs) awoke to a loud explosion. Not long before the explosion, a 40-year-old deputy of the local administration board had taken his dog out for a walk. He encountered a police academy cadet who was escorting two young women to their homes. The cadet pointed out that the deputy's dog was not allowed on a public street without a leash and a muzzle. Now, only an exceedingly bold cadet would be presumptuous enough to tell a village deputy what to do, so the two men began to argue. Unable to resolve the matter by verbal means, the deputy finally pulled out a military RGD-5 hand grenade and threw it to the cadet's feet. His well-trained dog immediately ran for the object, fetched it for his master, and man and dog met the same messy fate. (laughs) That's what you get in a dick. (laughs) Who the hell throws a hand grenade to settle an argument? (laughs) A dick. Piss people off, you know? Wow. (laughs) Europe is badass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, uh, with that, we shall hear a new promo from our friends at the Observer Cast. Most of what I'm about to show you has not been made public. So, how about Fringe? What is that all about? It was really obvious this episode. What? Compared to the other episodes, it was obvious. Olivia Dunham, FBI. She's stupid. That's my theory. It's a good one. Strange things happening. Things like... There's a frog attack. I'm sorry, my Don't whip me again. Observer cast. They're really well informed. Yes. It's the only podcast that you can find in this particular brand of insanity. So much happened here. And so much is about to... I've been trained for a lot. Hostage crises, chemical attacks. What I've been seeing recently, I'm scared. You can find us by searching for us on iTunes, or you can go to our website, observercast.blogspot.com. I just want to go back to the floor. I don't think you can. And we're back. Uh, and <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> I swear we're not laughing at the promo. <laughs> just just oh, shenanigans that happen between... Yeah, we had a little thing. (laughs) So now we're into into open casket viewing, and Moira, you have a synopsis for us, right? I do indeed. Season four, episode four. Can I come up now? Yes. David tries to reach closure (laughs) with his ex-fiancee, Jennifer. Keith contends with keeping his sexual preference under wraps at work. Claire decides to seize the day. A psychic experience makes Nate think twice about Lisa's demise. George reveals a part of his past to Ruth. Sophia the stripper, I like the way they call her (laughs) Sophia the stripper. Sophia the stripper tries Rico's patience. Brenda's mom weighs in on her new relationship. Written by Alan Ball and directed by Daniel Minahan. Brenda's mom, the insane bitch, weighs in. I should start to editorialize these things. <laughs> Feel free to write your own synopsis up. <laughs> synopsis. Synopsis. Okay, so, uh, yes, this is written by Alan Ball, and I'll let you know that this is the only um, episode this season that Alan Ball contributes to in writing form, I suppose. 
I guess he oversees the entire show, but you know, this is the only one he wrote this season. And, um, well, let's get started. Uh, a woman is going into a building at night, um, and as she comes to the elevator, uh, Lawrence Mason comes out. He's a friendly old chap. <laughs> Quite pleasant. No, uh, he's a little scary. Creeper. What's that? He's a creeper. He's a creeper. A total creeper. Totally creepy guy. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> You're pretty. Can I smell your underwear? <laughs> he doesn't quite say that. Uh, no, but can he I follow, it. Can I follow you into the elevator and rape you now? Pretty much. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I was expecting the hand to go in the door in the elevator and keep it open. Yeah. I really was. Or to turn into like liquid and metal. And like oh pride. Well, then, then I thought no, <laughs> no, and then I thought she was going to be our death, yeah. you know. But anyway, I had a feeling it was going to be the old guy because we started with her, and yeah. you know how they like to always do Misleading. that crap. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, shrugs it off. <laughs> oh, I got. Uh, so, so I guess she doesn't like me. Uh, walks out with an umbrella that apparently the girl. I guess they all share umbrellas in that it's building. That was so weird. I think he stole it. Or, oh, he yeah. stole Okay, well, that makes sense, I guess. He's a creeper. He can steal second, umbrellas. The second he picked yeah. that umbrella up, I knew <laughs> what the hell yeah. was going No kidding. So uh, yeah, he gets struck by lightning. And uh, Moira. That's what you get for being a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> the wrath of God. <laughs> Moira, do you want to share your viewing experience with us? Yes, yes. Yeah, so I watched this episode last night, and during the time that I was watching, this epic thunderstorm is rolling through Kingston. There's wind howling, there's lightning going everywhere. Twitter is abuzz with, you know, epic discussions of this crazy storm. And I started to watch the opening, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Um, so the phone rings and did you guys uh, recognize the last name? Probably not. Well, yeah. No, no, no. I didn't remember Jennifer's last name at all. If we ever, I didn't even her. remember her first name <laughs> until, you know, she, she started talking to him and I figured out who she was. I do wonder uh -huh. uh, if we even knew her last name earlier, but, um, phone rings, David answers and we see, uh, the nightlife of poor David, uh, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> my wife uh, says I'm more of a Keith than a George in the uh, snoring capacity. So good on me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's got earplugs in. Uh, he has to pull out to understand who's on the phone. And uh, yeah, it's Jennifer. And she says that her father's dead. And um, she's wondering what the heck is wrong with it. He sounds weird as because he's wearing his mouth guard. Oh, David. Um <laughs> and I just like the you know David just like shoving Keith <laughs> uh, to wake him up. Um, the next morning, uh, David starts talking about how he still feels kind of guilty about uh, misleading Jennifer, you know, in the first place. Um, and Keith starts talking about rites of passage for people that every girl dates a closeted gay guy, and every gay guy pretends he's straight before coming out. And David thinks that his was probably the last generation to do that um well, i never dated a gay guy that you know of unless unless they <laughs> came out long you. after me you know <laughs> i never dated a guy who's like hey i can't date you anymore i'm gay i haven't either um 
Although I had this one guy that really wanted to go out with me that I kind of suspect probably mm-hmm. was. I didn't go out with him, actually. But anyway. <laughs> I, my first boyfriend in high school, my first real boyfriend that I dated for like several years, everyone thought he was yeah. gay. And then I broke up with him and I thought, you know what? He might be gay. I mean, not because of anything he did or didn't do, but just the way he, <laughs> just the way he was, you know? Mm-hmm. And then... I was like, yeah, he'll end up with some guy. No, he is married to a woman and has children, and they're, like, so happy. Wow. <laughs> hmm. So I guess he's not gay or he's very closeted. Well, to bring the whole question around full circle, I'll just admit that I've dated plenty of gay guys. So um, All right. moving on. <laughs> you, you made up for the rest of us. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, we're we're still the conversations. Uh, uh, the conversation soon, soon switches to the fact that Keith has not come out at work. Mm-hmm. He says he doesn't need to come out, to, or David says he doesn't need to come out to everyone, just people he works with. Okay, I need to interject here. I don't agree at no. all. <laughs> I really think that your sexual preferences are your own business, and um. And it really isn't workplace fodder, and I I don't think it's necessary. I mean, if it comes up in conversation with people with whom you work who happen to also be your friends, that's fine. But I don't I don't see why it's an issue. I mean, you're not defined by who you you know by your sexuality, so why is it a big deal? Yeah, I agree, except for the fact that Keith really did you know get on David a lot for not coming out. I I don't care if it was just to his family; he was like on him all the time. <laughs> yes, so he to was. me, it feels a little hypocritical. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah, it's yeah a little bit hypocritical. Yeah, to it's me, definitely very weird. Know? <laughs> well, it, it it is weird that he's so uncomfortable with it when he. You're right, Des. When he used to be such a um. An advocate of that. Right. You know, it's, it is kind of goofy. <laughs> but, hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, you know, the the funny thing about it is is that, like, the, the people Keith works with are such, like, Neanderthals about sex and women yeah. and like that. <laughs> that it's just, like, it's, it's so funny that, you know, well, obviously, he feels a lot of pressure. Because he, I'm sure he doesn't want to stand out in that crowd. You know, it's like the hardest well, uh, bunch of people to come out to, I'm sure. But I also think, okay, listen, he, he's been working there, what, a couple yeah. of weeks. He, he's trying to get the lay of the land. He'd like to move up in yeah. the business in terms of getting the more plum jobs and the on-the-road expensively, you know, the ones that pay well. So I can appreciate he's going to be a little bit circumspect as to, you know, outing himself. That That's why I can see why he would wait yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, although I can see what you're saying about the hypocrisy, I can get it. I mean, it's a new job. You don't walk into your you know, job with your your classmates and go, "What do you like to do sexually?" <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's just I, I feel like, you know, I think the writers just put Keith in the, like the worst possible place to have this have this issue. <laughs> you know, it, it's just not just like his family or whatever. You know, no, it's, it's caveman. You put him with caveman. That would yeah. not understand. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I think it's it's his own decision entirely. If he wants to come out to them or not, I don't think he has to. But like I said, it just bugs me in the fact that he was so on David all the time yes, about was. it. That you know, if he hadn't been, <laughs> Robin's really really gay tonight. <laughs> I'm not um, gay to come up with that. But if he, she if said he jokes, had... that's that's a universal thing. 
No, you're all no, about you're the, the Keith you know, on David. You did. I can't even talk. You're all about the Keith on David. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I mean, the, the whole fact that, you know, he like, oh, I'm trying to think of a way to say it that's not going to make Robin get all excited. <laughs> make it sound sexual but you know he was like harassing him about it oh, the yeah, whole time you know if he wouldn't have done that <laughs> harass harass <laughs> I was going to say riding him but uh, that would not have worked <laughs> I give up <laughs> okay next scene uh, <laughs> so Barb Hoyt and the evil twins pick up Maya to go to Legoland and Michaela's not a ghost Michaela yes Michaela I wrote that down. does not interact with anybody else but Nate <laughs> and hands him no, a creepy book. No, David and Nate she's, re- she's uh, interacted yeah. with now. So that's two people no, who have seen her. She's, she's, not a he, she's only she's interacting real. with right. the Fishers. So what? That's the only people in the room at the time. That's the only people that ghosts interact with. Oh, she's not a ghost. Get well, out of here. interact with anybody. With who? Okay. Do the ghosts ever hand over a tangible object like a book and give it to the person and they walk away with it? Remember no. the game so member that beat the crap out of David <laughs> and strangled him? Yeah. <sighs> ghost. Not a ghost. Uh, Not so a ghost. the funny thing, interesting thing about this is that um, her ghost hands uh, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> We have no history of losing a child. You're making this shit up. She hands she hands him a book called Stiff, <laughs> the uh, Curious Lives of Human Cadavers. It's a book by Mary Roach. It's a real book, and uh, it looks highly appropriate. Highly inappropriate for her to have at her age and her mom just didn't even care. She was like right there. <laughs> Maybe she didn't weird. see her. Maybe because she didn't see her own ghost daughter. <laughs> then who did he who did she think Nate was talking to? Huh, Robin? Huh? Huh? Um well Maya? have you seen Nate lately? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mary Roach. Uh, uh, interesting thing is uh, that she actually her next book. She, this this is a real book. It's about um, basically cadavers and different um, things that happen to bodies or whatever. Um, and her next book is actually called Six Feet Over: Adventures in the Afterlife, which is uh, I guess more stuff about corpses and ghosties or whatever. Um, another fun fact about this book is that Mina Savari, it must've gotten around to her, maybe not in this, uh, during the season, but a few years later, she was reading this book and it inspired her to take, uh, the role in the movie stuck, which, uh, if you, I, I haven't seen this movie, but it sounds really messed up. Yeah, I haven't either. I have It's a, it's a kind of like a suspense horror movie based. It's based on a true story, which is actually in this book called, um, uh, stiff. Uh, and it's all about, uh, basically Mina Savari is driving a car and she hits us, uh, like a, a stranger on the side of the road and he ends up going through her windshield and apparently she freaks out and doesn't like pull over or go to the cops or go to the hospital or anything like that. She actually like thinks she's going to get in a lot of trouble. So she's like trying to get rid of the body, but he's still alive, stuck in the windshield. 
Oh wait, I've either seen that movie or I've heard this yeah. story before. So that that story that true story was in uh, well, the movie was based on was in the book, and that's Mina Savari wanted to take it because she was reading that book. So. And she like okay, she went to I guess home and put her car in the garage, yeah. and she was in the house, and the guys like help, help, <laughs> yeah. and oh I was like it was crazy. Yeah, I think I've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned that uh, Barb and Hoyt are a bit cheap. <laughs> oh my! Uh, yeah, yeah, they are. That wow. really was. Take... She's a toddler. How much does it cost you to add her to your little? She doesn't count as a hotel, you know, (laughs) payment. When I split hotel people with friends, I don't charge them, like, for the kids. We split it between the adults, you know? We gotta get by a share of the hotel You know? (laughs) Yeah, seriously, she could sleep in a drawer. Give me a break. (laughs) I know. And and his wife is dead. You're taking, you know, giving him a weekend to himself. You ought to be doing that truly out of the goodness of your stupid little hearts, you cheapskates. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if I was going to take Clover somewhere, I would not say, hey, I need the money to take her somewhere. You know, I I would say if I wanted to take her somewhere, I would do it because I wanted to take her, you know, not because I want to... Mo- yeah, yeah, you know, especially mo- the assumption you have is that they were going anyway to Legoland and they offered. Mm-hmm. So right. if someone offered to take my child like that under these circumstances, it wouldn't occur to me if they were then going to charge me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> especially wow. family. I mean, yeah. child's family. If it was like, you know, yeah. you know friends, something, that's a different story. Of course you're going to give them money, but... Yes, you know, but family. This is family. I know. So weird. Um... Well, Rude. I mean, part of Lisa's it's, family. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, he could have he could have offered them some money or something. No problem. But them asking is rude. Um, and and uh, they ask mm-hmm. if uh, Maya loves to swim, and uh, he has he has a little uh, flash of Lisa walking into the ocean. That one of his uh, older flashes of what what could have happened to her um, in mm-hmm. the past season. So, um, mm-hmm. so that that's I. And I said, damn it, Lisa, again? <laughs> I was oh. waiting for it. Um, okay, so in the next scene, uh, Claire is uh, tearing Anita's project apart. Uh, oh, and you know and what? Did... I think Moira will know who I do. I do. Sure I even Han. wrote it down. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's Dr. Han from Grey's Anatomy. Yes, Brooke Smith from Grey's who? Anatomy. Yeah, she was a she was a not a very good surgeon. character. I'm not holding true and she to was, Anatomy. She was gay. <laughs> she was a lesbian on Grey's Anatomy, mm. but I, I think that it was like whoever like wrote it did an awful job of portraying lesbianism. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I recognized her right away. I went, woohoo, Samantha, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Um, we go into the next scene, and Ruth has discovered a... Wait, oh. wait, wait, no. Ah, there's more to there talk is? about okay, there. Yeah, Claire skewered mm-hmm. Anita. Like, it was... Yeah, she was being a bitch. Claire, Claire was really yeah. being a snotty little um, sanctimonious bitch. And I thought, wow, for somebody I'm... who's sensitive herself about her own work and, you know, understand... I mean, all, all artists are sensitive and insecure inside. So I thought she was being really mean. 
at first I thought maybe she didn't know whose work it was. You know, like she w- they were critiquing them blind, who they didn't know who the artist was. But then when I saw that, you know, she obviously knew it was Anita's. I was like, wow, what the fuck? Is this because and, Anita- Yes. It's and, about Russell. Uh, Russell? Totally. <laughs> because, did you notice that's- the camera angles? When, she, when they had the camera panned onto Anita's face, that's when I realized Russell was sitting right next uh-huh. to her. And I thought, okay, they're putting them there for a reason. So I think it's totally because she was fooling around with Russell. Well, that's really bitchy. Because that, but that's how bitchy girls think, right? So of course, Anita shouldn't have fool, fooled around with Russell. <laughs> I didn't even think about unless, that. Unless you know, she honestly. talked to Claire first. She she should have talked to Claire first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know that girls, you you know, yeah, that's a friendship guys. rule. But right. at the same you, time, here's Claire. She's totally ditched him. As you pointed out last time, Des, she was being pretty mean to him at the last um, yeah. the last time they were, you know, out. And, but she chooses to do this to Anita. I think it's totally because of that. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think they're both wrong. Anita should have, you know, not gone after Russell at all without talking to Claire first. But Claire, even so, Claire should not have been so ugly to her. That was just yeah. wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. she's supposed to be her friend. No. <laughs> And, 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 you know, the other thing is it's okay to give constructive feedback in that kind of a setting, mm. but this wasn't constructive. No. It was no, mean. No, it was mean. Called it a cheap So, boo calendar. on you, Claire. Who, who was it? Wasn't it Kimberly that was saying that um, Claire drives her nuts because she's such a selfish character? <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't really that, – that hadn't been one of my main issues with Claire, but in this scene I thought, oh, yeah, she's being a brat. Well, we are introduced – I mean yeah. we might as well talk a little bit about it now, but uh, while we're on the subject, um, we're introduced to the new Claire Fisher in this episode, and that was started in the <laughs> last episode where she decides she wants to change her clothing. Um, oh, okay. I didn't quite know what that was. Yeah. The new Claire Fisher is not – you know, so meek or whatever. She's very outspoken and she goes <laughs> and gets what she wants and she doesn't care. Uh, and, and that's when we all get to that scene, good. I have comments then too. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, it's all well and good and it's fine. You know, you want to be more confident. You want to do what you want. That's great. But you don't have to be a bitch to everyone <laughs> while you're doing it. All right. So in the next scene, uh, Ruth discovers another box. George. Op- but it's Ruth. It's Ruth oh, wearing my- her stalker hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With this, <laughs> When this scene came on and she was just standing there looking at the porch, I was like, what is it? What is it? And then when she started slowly walking towards it, I was like, please, it's more poop. That's what I, yeah. And totally. I laughed. I laughed It was like so she was hard. looking at a shark or something. It was so Yes. Funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> the camera angle was great because it was done so yeah. low on the box yeah. level, you know? It was just awesome. George opens it and it's a dump truck full of poop. And right then, right then I went, huh, totally, it's his kid. It has to be, and it's going to be a dump truck that he gave that kid. That's mm. what I said. Well, and you know what I thought when uh, I saw that? I thought, for sure, it's George. George sending really? it to himself? I really did. Okay. Yes. George doing it himself. And, you know, I guess I'm probably wrong, but um, the Kyle never confirmed or denied um, so I'm still hoping that it's, oh. that it's not him, no, he but I guess it probably is. No, he didn't actually say that. I because I, I was waiting for him I'm to admit pretty it. Sure, he. Yeah, it was pretty I implicit. Think it was, yeah, the word is yeah. implicit. Because he even talks about he gave me that dump truck yeah. or something. So that's kind of disappointing. I love me. I was hoping it would be someone better. 
Oh, Nate's line, yes, gives a whole meaning to the word dump truck. <laughs> Best quote. I was actually noticing that in this episode there were quotable lines, because yeah. we haven't done quotes in a while, but there were a few good ones in this episode. Um, in the next scene, Celeste is practicing her act and yelling at her dancers. <laughs> Which, oh, this is... God, a... She's such a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aww. maybe Claire should spend time yeah. with her to be the Ooh, new that'd be quite a team up. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, Dwayne, Keith, and uh, another guard, Javier, uh, look on. And Javier. Okay, so one of those guys was Bobby Cannavale. Is that yeah, how you Bobby his name? Yeah, Bobby I think. Anyway, yeah. one of us was Javier, right? And he plays Javier. He was in Will and, he was in Will and Grace. Um, he played um, Grace's boyfriend for a while, I think. Oh, I might have. He's, he's been in other yeah, stuff he's been in a too. A lot of stuff. It's like uh, it's. I've heard that name plenty of times, and I've always it's always stuck out. So it got to me because every single time I see it, I'm like, "Is that something about Carnival?" It's <laughs> 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 this guy named Bobby Carnival. Yeah, it's not crap. Move on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he was like on Third Watch, which is a show oh, I've yeah, never yeah, seen. Yeah. Oh, that's funny because I used to watch that show too. But I think sometimes when I don't stick I, with them the whole time, I miss some of these other. I don't. He wasn't on Third Watch a lot because I watched that show religiously, and I really don't remember him on it too much. Mm, okay, I feel better. <laughs> um, okay, in the next scene, we have uh, Jennifer introducing uh, David to her husband, Greg. Fiance. Fiance. Excuse me, sorry. Greg Sutton. They even gave us a last name. God knows why. Don't be wrong, Robin. We will call you Please out. Do it. Totally, totally Please call do. you out. Um. He likes it when we call him. <laughs> Come out, Robin. Come out and play. <laughs> no, I meant more in a Joe kind of oh, way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ran naked to this podcast, so. Do you have your handcuffs on? Uh, <laughs> Bree tied them up first. <laughs> all right, all right, enough. <laughs> Um, so yeah Jennifer uh, talks about how her dad was depressed uh, after um, her her, him and his her his wife was divorced and that her mother is in a nursing home we find out later that she had Alzheimer's like early so yeah Jennifer's had a rough life (laughs) and then her wonderful dick of a fiance is like Gee, honey, uh, can we wrap this up? Because i got to get back to the job site by noon. What a Impressive. jerk. Impressive. Well, you know, it was like going from, you know, arranging things to her, like, sharing uh, about, you know, catching David up on her life. So, but he wasn't really exactly Sorry. understanding on the fact that she kind of needed that. But he does later, I think. Um... Javier, Javier talks to Keith about scoring with horny teenagers. <laughs> Ew, God, so gross. Uh, he wonders how often Keith gets his pole wet. Keith says five <laughs> or six times a week. Prayer. <laughs> Javier's on his third marriage. He says he only gets it once Rarely. a <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wonder why. <laughs> Meanwhile, Celeste is on the phone, uh, wanting t- talking to her agent about wanting to play an ugly or fat person. You know, wants to be taken seriously. <laughs> and then we hear her talking about the charity, saying, "Well, maybe I'll get some free clothes out of it." 
She is I such such a caricature. <laughs> she is, yeah. Um. So Russell, Anita, and Claire are watching TV and talking about life. We see Olivier walking by and, and some other having, girl uh, laughing, halfing. Uh, yeah, who is that other girl? <laughs> yeah, she. she I don't know, know but I thought for sure. That's that's a suspenseful thing. <laughs> okay, uh, sorry. I thought I thought for sure when um when Claire went over to talk to Jimmy and was flirting with him, I thought Russell was going to turn to her and ask her out. Hmm. Do you know who I thought she was? But I guess not. At first, I thought she was the chick who plays um, is it Tara? You know, w- Willow's soon-to-be love interest. No, on- it's on Amber Benson. First, I thought that's who it was, but it wasn't. But I don't know who she is. She's some random yeah. chick who looked really zombied out. <laughs> So, yeah, the new Claire Fisher goes and asks out Jimmy and is all sorts of flirty with him. Now, can I make a comment here? I wrote down Claire flirting hyphen. Ew. Okay, the new Claire has to be what? A slutty bimbo? (laughs) What happened to your brains? You know? Ugh. (laughs) I hope new Claire goes away soon. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, she looks kind of (laughs) hot. Mm hmm. Yeah, because if, yeah, whatever. She just wants to have her first. She what? just wants her first orgasm. <laughs> yeah. Save that for later. <laughs> All right. So uh, Sophia uh, wants to know when Rico's coming over uh. next. And we see uh, Nicole <laughs> playing with that music box. Did you guys notice that? Yes. Yeah. Um, Ruth comes down. And uh, Rico has to get out the phone real quick and calls her Vanessa. And, of course, she responds with, <laughs> Oh, no, you, you didn't. <laughs> or, oh, so, no, he didn't. That was so funny. You yeah. didn't. You yeah. Didn't. So typical. <laughs> uh, and George takes an interest in the corpse while Ruth is rifling around through the desk. Um, it's not his first corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that may lend more credence to our theory about George's past behaviors. <laughs> he is so shady. Mm-hmm. And Ruth is saying, I need to get in touch with Arthur. Um, and George tells her to calm down. And uh, when she leaves, George and Rico exchange a knowing look. <laughs> See, but it's okay. okay. George... But it's... No, go ahead, Des. Uh, George is so adamant that it's not... Um... Arthur, that made—that's what made me suspect him so much. You know what I mean? Yes, I was about to say the same thing, but in my case, it was making me suspect he knew who it was, not that it was him, and that's yeah. why he wanted to just drop it. Mm. So, in the next scene, Brenda has Joe tied to a bed. <laughs> oh yeah, she does. Man, Bre- Brenda's kind of good at being a dominatrix. It was adorable. Was I the only one who was hot at the uh, first person view of uh, of Brenda from the angle of Joe? Just her just kind of like getting all like, you know, dominatrixy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was this, just me. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah. were you guys excited to see Joe tied to a bed? Dominatrixie. <laughs> Dominatrixie. <laughs> mm, it was fun to watch the scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, there's a knock at the door, 
and <laughs> Brenda leaves the door open because she wants uh, the whole world to see what a twisted sister he is. Uh, and uh, at the door is Nate with a six-pack. And, yeah, he sees that it's a little bit of bad timing there. <laughs> but Brenda asks him to stay the and then slams the door in his face. That was nice of her. Even though she had Joe tied up, tied up in the bedroom. <laughs> but I do love the way she said, oh, just a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the door shut. I, I, you know, for a minute, I wondered which way she was going to play that. <laughs> Like, when she, you know, hide it or when she just invite him yeah, in. <laughs> that'd be way too sitcom like. Would be way too sitcom I'm glad they didn't go there. <clears throat> um, so Keith is uh, feeling like the man, like a man for people thinking he's straight. So he's telling David about that, at least. It puffs him up, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, because real men can't be gay? Come on. Come <laughs> You know, Keith used to be so comfortable with, you know, his sexuality. It really bugs me that he's not mm-hmm. right now. Um, the phone rings, and um, Keith scrambles to answer it. And, uh, you know, it's Dwayne, and he, he's like, okay, I'll be there, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, David is inspired to leave an awesome message on the answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> Which we re- Love it. I referenced at the beginning of the show. <laughs> In case you didn't know. <laughs> In case you were what wondering the heck where we're is going that all about. That. We're and just confessing you, we're all yeah. really gay. <laughs> and if you didn't know, then why are you listening to this episode? You obviously have not watched the uh, the show this week. <laughs> so in the uh, next scene, we see Nate's uh, impersonation of the Scarecrow from Wizard of Oz, which is kind of funny. Um, but it... <laughs> He was really a downer. <laughs> I mean, really, it was like, ugh, I would have, I would, if I were Brenda, you. I would be sorry that I had invited him in. <laughs> yeah, but it shows you, I thought it, they did a nice job of showing you that really that's where his yeah. head is at, that he's so um, uh, involved or wrapped up in, you know, missing Lisa and trying to do right by his child and sort of fumbling along and not knowing, uh, not having a lot of um guidance just going on instinct i don't know i thought that was kind of neat that they showed you that's where he was it's like you 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 see a friend who you haven't seen in a while and now they're married and have kids and all they talk about is their stupid kids that you don't care about and it's like really or I'll stop talking about I have, Izzy, I'm okay sorry. I, there's <laughs> no okay there's this guy who um is in our our board game group and and our movie group and everything and i see him you know every so often Austin and he comes and he he sells movies at the flea market, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All he ever talks about is selling movies at the flea market. That's it. That's like the only thing he has mm-hmm. apparently and it just it gets so you don't want to be around him anymore because you just don't want to hear any more selling movies at the flea market stories. Yeah, we just lost another listener. So, sorry. Before you leave. <laughs> sorry, Greg. <laughs> Some poor guy out there in the flea market just shut us right off. <laughs> but um, in wow. the specifics of this conversation, uh, Nate is talking about how he la- acted like the scarecrow um, to <laughs> please Maya. And then Maya started imitating him and he's worried that she might like crack her head open on a coffee table. Um, and then he says he's pretty much acknowledges that he can't control everything. And uh, Joe... 
says that uh, parenthood is a huge responsibility, and Nate says that um, he won't be on parenthood for at least six more years. <laughs> and then he leaves. <laughs> I made that part up. Um, so after yeah, he leaves, uh, we, we, we know, we know, Robin, we did watch the episode. <laughs> after... Oh, I, I didn't watch the episode. I just went online and found a, uh, yeah. synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> after he leaves, uh, Joe says he wants to put a lampshade around Nate's head to keep him <laughs> look at his stitches. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> and then they roll over on top of each other and start to have some fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's all those guys do these days, it seems. Yeah. Um, so uh, Nate's, uh, Nate takes a little break at this uh, mausoleum that, strangely enough, looks like a pyramid uh, and smokes mm-hmm. a little weed. Um, and then he starts jogging. And wait, can I just for a second there? I thought maybe he had a regular little like like a little stash of weed that he hides in a crevice of the pyramid so that anytime he needs to, he just jogs out to it. I don't know why I got that impression, but I it could didn't. be right. I was one I was happy to see him smoking pot again, but I was wondering why the hell is he in a graveyard? You know? <laughs> I mean, are there not other more scenic places to run in Well town? once again, this harkens back to where his head is at right now. <laughs> Oh, his head is getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be getting in so many other good places. Oh gosh, the quotes are good. The quotes are coming good from not only the episode but uh, this podcast. I love it. Okay, so uh, a dog runs up. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> cute dog. He was so cute. And then he stops and barks, and Nate throws up to him, and he makes eye contact with him. And he says, yes, with his and I said, no, I said, no, Lisa's not a dog. I'm out. <laughs> Boom. Done. All I could think was, Des is going to just love this part of the episode. I was, I was about to be done with the show. So uh, Moira, what do you dog, think about huh? Lisa being a dog? I think it's a neat trick by the psychic to get clients. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, what a well-trained dog. <laughs> I was starting to think, what does it do? Does it, like, run around the graveyard looking for sad-looking souls and then just drag them on back to her? <laughs> it must, I swear, because that, that was a really good trick. Yep. Um, yeah, so the dog runs off and Nate follows, of course. Uh, and the next scene, uh, we are at the charity event, and Celeste is getting ready in her dressing room with her dancers. And it's Mo Collins. Right. I thought she looked from, familiar. From Mad TV. Uh, she's been on Parks and Recreation recently. Yes. Thank you, because she looks so familiar she's and I the could not face her. isn't she? Yes, the one who hates... Yeah. Um, Who's obsessed about Paul Rudd's character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love Collins. So she's... <laughs> She's uh, the chairwoman of this whole thing, and uh, she doesn't. She's not let in by Keith and Javier who guard the door. But Celeste comes out and uh, demands money for her hair and makeup people, and you know it was in the contract, and uh, you know she should pay up because you know her hair and makeup people can't starve. 
Okay, she is so bitchy. She should, you know, oh, God, she's so bitchy. But the lady should have read the damn contract. If it's in the contract, that's her own fault for not reading it. Yeah, and actually, I agree. Because at first, I was ready to just say, oh, what a stupid asshole, bitchy woman, meaning yeah. Celeste. But then I thought, you know what? She's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, you should have read the tiny fine print, honey. You always read when you sign. If you're going to put your name on it and it's the contract, you best read it first. I don't care how long and boring okay, it is. Okay, yeah, but... Yes, I understand this chairwoman who organizes this giant event uh, didn't uh, didn't look at this agreement and look at the fine points. But really, Celeste, you could pay for your own hair and makeup people for one. Of course, day. she could. She's she a bitch. Really and she could. Weren't... And if she weren't so spoiled rotten, she would. But she has no yes. generosity of heart yet. Yet, right. she but needs to suffer what? more first. The woman should have known she's a fucking celebrity. Of course she's going to have stupid demands. <laughs> Crazy stupid demands, you know? I mean, you really need to read those contracts really well when you deal with celebrities. Yep. I mean, okay, like there was um, – I was listening to Ramjack, and they were talking about um, some celebrities in London, right, when they came to stay and um, – uh, Alex was doing a tour or something, and the guy was telling him about one of the celebrities. I can't remember who it is now. I want to say, like, Mariah Carey, someone. She had in her contract that she had to have a basket of puppies in her dressing room. (laughs) 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 It's just the most ridiculous shit. (laughs) A basket of puppies. Yes. (laughs) They had to be cute. So after the uh, uh, confrontation between Celeste and uh, Nancy Freimeyer, yeah, Nancy calls her a bitch and says she's not gonna let her daughter blah 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 and anyway she storms off that's not and uh then celeste turns on keith and uh it has her first conversation you know face to face with keith and uh confronts him about the whole bathroom thing and says that uh she's a little weird about her bathroom (laughs) i thought he handled himself well actually i don't think he was i don't think he was sucking up i think he was being professional i agree completely i think that um the people he works with are all kind of jerks yep and uh yes he does get a nice uh look at the uh dancers that celeste has leaving (laughs) um so back to the mystical journey um nate follows the dog to a house the house of mana lisa mana lisa (laughs) psychic advisor she says and who was she? Because I've seen her in so many things, but I couldn't look her up because I didn't know her name. Oh, gosh. I I, I've, I looked up everybody, but, and I forgot about Mo Collins. I'm stupid about that. Apparently, you didn't look up everybody. I did, <laughs> I God. swear. like the way he glosses her over the truth, eh, Dad? Amy Hill. <laughs> um, <laughs> she mostly does voice okay, acting. Now I can look her up. I've seen her in other yeah. stuff. Um, she's been in quite she's a bit. Right now doing Amy Hill, you said. Right now doing voices for the Legend of Korra. Anyway, Fifty um, First Date. She was in that. Um, yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. It was, so. It was a lot she of says stuff. Uh, that uh, she's been receiving many messages, and uh, she says that. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy messages. No, she wasn't crazy. All right, we're Anatomy. moving on, okay? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just reading still. She's got a long page. <laughs> yeah, she does. Um, 
So uh, she says that Nate's lost a lot and his heart was broken. And she says that an older man watches over you and the other one who watches over you is a woman. And um, she... Could you be any more vague? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like any good fortune teller, they know how to I phrase know. things such that it's... It's like reading your horoscope, you know? Sorry, okay, my apologies in advance to people out there who really, really believe in this stuff, because I'm not making fun of you, but if you read any of them, you can start thinking, oh, yeah, that could apply to me, or maybe it means this, or maybe it means that. It's all about, you know, how you mold it within your own mind. It's sort of like the eye of the yeah. beholder mm-hmm. thing, right? Right. So, Except yeah, she's the good. More, the more you talk, the more you give them, and the yes. more they know, and the they more they can you. tell you, and the yeah. more you think that they got it psychically. Yes, that's why I was I was like paying really good attention to Nate to see if he was telling her anything. And he wasn't really. But she wasn't giving him much. She was giving him vague stuff. And she just, you know, she's just fishing for things. And then she sees she (laughs) hits upon the water thing. So, oh, that's right. So, you know, that's how that group uh, works. That's how. Yeah. It's like, you know, I feel like we should be talking about a Carnival episode now. <laughs> That's how the carnies do it. So how cruel was it that she said that his wife is not really dead and that she's trying to get back to him? I mean, that just was... Yeah, that's... That yeah, part was bizarre. Was nice. Because, right. because he ahead. buried her body, for yeah. God's sake. I mean, yeah. And then I well, wondered where the writers were going mm-hmm. with this. I thought... I mean, I, I, well, this is partly why I do love this show because they throw in these odd little twists and I think, whoa, what are you guys doing? And then, of course, I want to know. I want to find out. Well, you know, she it was a really good psychic up until that point. Yeah. I don't think any good psychic would actually say something like that. I think you you're know, right. Because that is such a definitive mm-hmm. statement that is so, you know, clearly able to be incorrect. Um, something more vague would have been better. So I think she kind of really wouldn't say like, that one. your wife isn't dead. <laughs> right. That was just, yeah, it was not a good uh, psychic thing to do. Uh, um, the next scene, Greg and Jennifer are arguing in the slumber room. He leaves and David goes to comfort her. We find out that her older brother died when she was 10. The mother had Alzheimer's. You know, she says, my love of my life was gay and my dad was struck by lightning. Why me? Um, David tries to comfort her and she flips right out on him. Are you serious? (laughs) She, I know she just goes for the jugular, doesn't she? But he's got a great line. Can I quote his line? Um, He says, because she says, oh yeah, I hate that you're Mm -hmm. gay, right? And he says... You don't hate that I'm gay. You hate that I lied to you. You should hate that. I've lied to myself too. And I thought that I just thought it it was um, such a compassionate thing for him to do. Like the way he stood there and he took it all because he knew that to a degree he deserved yeah. some of it because he really did hurt her. But then he helped her to you know to kind of heal a bit by showing her that. I just thought it was a really it just shows the best parts of David. It is a great David moment. It is really yeah. Good. Um, I, 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 yeah. you just see into his soul for that little moment. It, it was just, I don't know. And, and Michael C. Hall plays her perfectly with that, that little smile and knowing smile on his face, you know, it's just, it was excellent part. And, and I also think the bit about, you know, him having lied to himself too is worth 
repeating or dwelling on for a bit because I think that that's often the case. Like, you know, again, I think we've touched on this before. I don't think most men who are gay when they have their girlfriends before they sort themselves out are doing that, you know, for fun. Right. I really think think they're struggling with identity issues and they're doing, you know, that's where it comes from. They're telling themselves, no, no, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Denying it, you know, and then not doing it on purpose to hurt the girl at all because they're hurting themselves too. Exactly. It's not, it's not fun for them. In the next scene, George admits who is actually sending the poop. (laughs) And I wrote, ha, it's his kids. We were right. (laughs) No, you were right. I was not right. I still don't. I still think it was George. (laughs) You're still holding on to that one, huh? I'm still holding on. I'm not going to let that go until the show is over. I suggest you rewatch the uh, last part there. Give it up. Next, you're going to tell me Rose was working for the Dharma Initiative the whole time. <laughs> I <laughs> do not believe that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, 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 you know, he had another son. He was young. It was before, you know, the, the, he basically he basically left before he was even. He born. wasn't that young. He was a grad student. Uh, he was in his mid to late twenties. We're talking about George. This was probably when he was nineteen. No. no a- Grad student, yeah. yeah. You have to you years, and then you're in your. Don't, you don't understand yeah. no, the pressures to... of academia and the backstabbing that goes on. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I don't see him as a child prodigy who went to college early. So he was at least in his okay. mid twenties. Can I just put my two cents worth in on? This is Moira's view of what not to do in a marriage. Okay, in a marriage, <laughs> trust me, don't hold back. Key facts <laughs> about your past, like how many children you fathered or mothered, as the case yeah. may be. That would be bad. That's called keeping secrets. Okay, people? <laughs> Please don't do that. I'm telling you, George is so not... He's like the CIA of marital guys, okay? He tells you stuff on a need-to-know <laughs> basis, right? <laughs> and, and God knows how many other layers of muck and onion skin there's going to be with this guy. It's great to watch, he, but oh my god. So shady. So shady. So, well, he explains it later yeah. as so shady. like, so, you know, it's, so it's stuff only, he only wants to reveal stuff that actually matters and he doesn't want to burden her. Oh my god, it's your child. That exactly. matters. You fathered a child. It doesn't matter if he's not in your life. It. What if he does, you know, come back into your life, it matters. You know, it matters. Yeah. So, George, you are so full of crap. Is it any wonder you've been married six times? Seven I know, times, right? With your yeah. ability to understand relationships. If he lives through this one, it might be eight. <laughs> um, in the next scene, Margaret, Olivier, Brenda, and Joe are having dinner. <laughs> So apparently <laughs> Margaret's still seeing Olivier. Ew. If you want to call it yeah, seeing. which that really, you know what? That really surprised me because yeah. I just assumed that was um sort of a free fuck for yeah. all that night and she yeah. was doing some grieving stuff and I really didn't see that he'd even be in her life again. Yeah, I mean they start talking about yeah. why he's still teaching and she says that she'd support him and let him do his art all the time. And isn't that just so gross? Wow. She's so pathetic yes. in certain ways. Yes, it's so weird to me. Like, oh my god! And so what's desperate. the age difference? I mean, she she looks like she's sixty. And how old is he? Oh gosh, I don't know. Ugh. He's got to be in his 
30s at least maybe yeah. even older yeah. it's just i mean in a way i shouldn't be so sexist like more power to you honey that you can do that but i just mean but but because she's so screwed up i just find it <laughs> ugh, it's so distasteful i find it gross it After is joe ex- it's like she's saying you can be my you can be my kept man you can be my sex toy <laughs> yeah. you know like you. I, i'm surprised he didn't jump on that like you know what i mean yeah, he, did. <laughs> he seems Kinda. like the kind of guy who would love that sure <laughs> What? Okay, so uh, Joe <laughs> excuses himself. Excuse us, everyone. Robin just went off into a sexual <laughs> fantasy for a minute there, but Rob- he's back. Robin's really dirty tonight. I think he needs to go have some happy mouth time with Bree or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so Joe excuses himself, and uh, Margaret uh, gives uh, Brenda some nice sage advice. <laughs> Yes, just don't oh, fuck it up this time like you always do. <laughs> She's <laughs> such an awesome mother. <sighs> and her, her oh, her most icky line ever through the whole thing, Margaret, is when she says, "I'm hot for teacher," and I just oh, <laughs> oh yes. So uh, we see in the next scene that <laughs> Nate's uh, looks like Nate is really buying into this whole uh, uh, psychic's advice or whatever is the prediction, and. How is he so gullible all of a sudden? You know, I mean, God, he's just ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, he's talking to her, talking to Claire about it, and Claire is, you know, totally not into it at all. And uh, she's actually in a rush anyway. She's off to see her date, and she almost forgets the condoms, which he drops in front of her. <laughs> hey, at least she's using right. condoms now. Um, Rico. I hope she learned her lesson. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Rico spends time with his second family before going home to Vanessa. Um, with a guilty look, he ends up sitting next to her, telling her that he loves her, and then it's makeout time. Hey, hey, weren't they watching Zaboomafu? Yes, Zaboomafu. and it was it was the Martin boys, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. The crap? The... I thought they were. Yeah. Oh, the crap. Yeah. Krat? Sorry, wrong. Scott yeah. used to watch that. Yes, because we were saying, oh, they've aged. We were tweeting about that the other day, and I thought, oh, that's so funny. There they are. <laughs> anyway. uh, it's also make-out time at Jimmy's, uh, where Jimmy is asking <laughs> Claire what she wants him to do, and she doesn't. Does he not know? <laughs> well, okay, obviously, listen, Claire, obviously he gets turned on by having you tell him. So if yeah. you had chosen to tell him, that could have been really awesome is what I was thinking. Clearly, clearly the new Claire is not completely installed yet. <laughs> no, clearly not. Um, yeah, so things do not happen and she ends up leaving. We're back to Margaret's, and she's laughing at the fact that Brenda could possibly learn counseling in 18 months. Wow, what a bitch. (laughs) But that's interesting because ages ago, uh, Brenda talked about, you know, how her mom would not take that news well of her career choice. So at least now we know it's been revealed and, yeah, her mom's on that page, which I guess is why they told us that. Olivier laughs at the fact that... um, you know, saying that therapists are more fucked up um, than usually the patients. <laughs> okay. So, Olivier could talk crap about what Brenda does, but when Brenda made a crack about art teachers yeah. or whatever, art people, yeah. uh, everybody just looked at her like, you went yeah. too far. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. Um, Double standard. Jerk. <laughs> 
So uh, Margaret asked about Nate, and Nate uh, and Brenda tells uh, her that she saw Nate and saw pictures of Maya. And go, oh my gosh, how cute is Maya? Not and, very. Uh, <laughs> I okay, okay. Look, I thought that was really yes. sweet. That Brenda again, Brenda, Brenda's come creepy. so far. Like for her to even give a shit about what the kid looks like is pretty amazing. Old Brenda would not have mm-hmm. cared at all. I thought it. I don't know. It seemed a little hung up on Nate to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, well, so I think she is. So. Well, yeah, but that's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Well, Sign Margaret draws the conclusion that Brenda is feeling eggy. <laughs> Another good quote. I told you, man. This this is a gold mine for quotes this episode. <laughs> and uh, Brenda's had enough of that, and they go to leave, and Margaret, of course, calls Joe Jim. <laughs> <laughs> of course she does. I love the closing frame when Olivier pulls her yes. out of frame to... <laughs> It's, that's really that's, cool. That dinner was boring. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Uh, yes, come here. You're out yeah. you. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> later on that night, we're at, in, in Ruth's bed and George is snoring. And Ruth declares that it's time he stopped keeping things from her. And Ruth looked so young sitting in bed in like that. Night. She looked like a child. She did look young. I just think it's hysterically funny that she's been lying there fretting and stewing, and finally she whack wakes him <laughs> up, and it's like we're having this discussion right, right now, <laughs> two in the morning. Oh uh, my god! Um, and uh, George elaborates about Kyle. He says he wanted to marry the mother, but the family was against it. Made him sign an agreement, whatever. And he actually met Kyle before, and he was very unpleasant. Wow, that's really awesome. You're such a great dad. You and Margaret Chenoweth should get together because you guys are worst parents ever. Um, Ruth uh, exclaims that she doesn't feel like she knows him at all. And George says, don't blow it out of proportion. I know, he's such a condescending noob. (laughs) Really? you don't know him at all. I mean, seriously. No, she doesn't. This no, is what happens when you marry somebody that you, you know, or you choose to marry someone after knowing him for two weeks, Ruth. And clearly, he didn't know her at all either. No. From what he was asking Nate, yep. and you know, oh god, they're just so pathetic. <laughs> I feel so bad for Ruth. I feel like oh, I feel so sorry for her because this relationship is just not good. That's funny. I don't really feel sorry for her exactly. Oddly, I, now that you say that, I don't I, know why I don't. I guess I feel like what she did was so rash that well yeah but she okay she got married when she was very very young and so she was with her husband you know all these years and then all of a sudden she's alone so of course she doesn't know what she's doing she's not making rational decisions because she's never had to be on her own before so i feel like she's being taken advantage of terribly and i feel bad for her i don't know it looks like ruth's taking some charge this week (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. Um, This uh, (laughs) next part, two-part seed, I'd like to call Night Terrors. (laughs) We have Brenda waking up to find Doggy Nate over her bed holding a plastic baby. That was so (laughs) fucking weird. That was very weird. Yeah. She wakes 
But it goes to what you said about her being obsessed with Mm -hmm. them. You're right. She wakes up and you see her walk in the other room and we see that Nate gets a call. So immediately you're thinking, oh, Brenda's calling Nate. But the phone call is from Lisa. And uh, she says that the... And that's when I knew he was dreaming because, of course, (laughs) she's not alive because that would be the worst thing ever. (laughs) She says the number three is not important. What the hell is that? Uh, that's got to come back. That's bound to show up in, in a later episode. <laughs> no, but it's... it will mean something. Guaranteed. They don't throw this stuff in there for no well, reason, right? So all other numbers watch out for. <laughs> then she says, See, how could you bury me? I'm not dead. And then Nate turns and gets attacked by the dog and then wakes up. So weird. So weird. So weird. You mean Lisa, the dog. <laughs> attacked by Lisa, the dog. Yeah. Um, Ruth is packing up because she planned a trip to see Kyle without George's approval, looked it up in the address book, and they're going. <laughs> I'll see you in the car. And that, you know something? <laughs> and that shows a hell of a lot of feistiness on her part. Um, that's pretty, in a way, that's kind of cool. that She just decides, I'm going to just solve this one. <laughs> um, George uh, asks uh, Nate, who's come down looking pretty irritable, um, George asks Nate if uh, Ruth has always been anxious, and Nate says he's better now, and he says, I already d- deal with her before. He said I moved away when I was 17. <laughs> That's hilarious. That that made me laugh, especially when he said that she's better now that she married you, yeah. and I was like, poor George. He has no idea. He knows nothing, you know, about her. She knows nothing yeah. about him. Yep. At the wake, Rico gets a call, and he says, "It's oh. now it's starting to get weird. You're not my wife. <laughs> oh, now um, it's starting to get weird. It's only yeah. been, what, three or four months now? <laughs> he starts oh to lose it on the phone with her, but she turns the sweet act on and says she doesn't ever mm. want to be a problem for him. Too late. Um, <laughs> Ruth and George are uh, keeping it early 2000s by pulling out their MapQuest printouts. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, George has, says, you know, he's always been honest. He didn't want to burden her with things that don't matter. And he wants the same from her. And Ruth forgets what she was going to ask him about. Um, let's see. Greg and Jennifer thank David. It seems that Jennifer displacing her anger onto David made her nicer to Greg. And she apologizes. And uh, David actually calls her on making it easier on him and says that needs to change. Is, is anybody here? Yeah, okay. we're here. <laughs> we're just moving through this. <laughs> um, all right. So you want to get to this scene, maybe. <laughs> we're in the carriage house painting with Edie, yes, Anita, yes. and Claire. <laughs> Okay, first of all, um, okay, I wasn't sure before, Anita is definitely not gay, so it will be Edie, it will be Edie, apparently Anita's not into the ladies, and so she will not be the one that Claire has her experimental phase with. And we totally know why Claire is going to buy into this Mm -hmm. now, Mm because she wants that, that, you know, that, that gold pot at the end of the rainbow she wants the big <laughs> if you have it okay if you're not sure if you've had an I orgasm know, gonna... then you have never had an orgasm Correct. trust me you know <laughs> as soon as Claire starts to go 
I I think I have. I'm like, oh, please. No, yes, no. This you, conversation reminded me of Raleigh and yes. the summer party, and it was yes. good shit. It did. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, yeah, you know, the whole conversation that Robin's wishing that we'd recorded so he could have heard. <laughs> oh, I've had plenty of those It would have made him blush. He would have blushed so hard. Me and Lenny have painted Probably. before and talked about whether or not we have achieved the big O, you know. Uh. <laughs> oh, Robin, Robin, Robin. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, Robin, have you? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was about to remind yeah. us he has a child. I knew that was good. It, yes, more than two one child. actually. Two, two so, there you go. But the best part of this scene is, is that my my joke on Facebook proved to be true. <laughs> Please elaborate. I don't. I don't well, remember. When I was posting <laughs> that we were going to record this, and actually, hang on, I let me find it because <laughs> I, honest to God, did not look ahead. <laughs> I hadn't read. I said. Uh, Friday, May 4th at 7 p.m. It's happening. Recording for Can I Come Up Now? I'm assuming this is Joe asking Brenda if she's had enough, you know, sexually speaking, since he keeps diving down there to move things along. So, okay, it wasn't about Joe and Brenda, but still, (laughs) I had the right idea. The story of Can I Come Up Now is all about Phil, our friend from, uh, was it last season? I totally missed that, that that was the episode title. (laughs) <laughs> the fact that he would go down on her but she'd always they'd always have this unspoken time limit about that and uh you know he'd constantly look up at him at her with uh, big lobster eyes as if to say can i come up now it's kind of funny that they had named the whole episode can i can i come up now um i'm not sure exactly what that means i'm, I'm trying to i'm thinking about like maybe george not in a sexual way but no, it just totally means in a sexual way because it's damn okay. funny. Okay. Well, I, I guess I won't explore it any deeper than that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We also find out that Claire's never masturbated. I just, that seems unreal. Yeah. Oh my, she is missing out on a world of pleasure. Also, try it in a car, Claire. Yeah, that's try all we have to say. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't you? Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. like and me. other people. And other people. Okay. Um, you know something? Statistically, there is quite a big chunk of women who have never wow. masturbated. It's so sad. It makes me so sad. It yeah. really does. Because yeah. if you don't know what you you know, how to make yourself happy, then how are you going to let, you know, other people, oh, you know? Exactly. Exactly. No, that's very sage advice. It's true. But you talk to people who um have never had an orgasm and the very first thing you need to coach them on because yeah it's part of what i do is um they have to figure out their own parts first yep. right yep and if you've never had one then you want to get one you know hey do it yourself and hey there's some good books on this i can leave resources on facebook if you like <laughs> i'm sure anybody who wants to know hopefully our will probably ask in the face like put a big post like please moira teach us oh how yeah to have an orgasm <laughs> Hey, listen. Show us, Moira. Oh, Show us. Video. <laughs> There'll be no YouTube video. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, are we done with this scene? 
Sure. Uh, yeah, why I don't know. not? You, you just seem uncomfortable enough yet, Des. What do you think? I'm completely I don't comfortable. think he is, yeah. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, so. Um, at... Girl, <laughs> at the Safari Inn, um, we meet Kyle, and uh, George and him definitely do not get along. Um... They kind of seem like, you know, chips off the old block, though, to me. <laughs> is, is it interesting? Um, he kind of looks like uh, George a, a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's funny because he is, he's not in a lot of things that actor, um, I think his name, it's Waterston, Waterston, uh, James Waterston. And he's actually the son of Sam Waterston, who... Oh, oh okay. Cool. And amongst other things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, so Kyle is obviously damaged. Has really wanted the attention of George, and George is, you know, hasn't felt like, I guess, that he should have a relationship with him. And and he says that basically, you know, if you want to be angry at somebody, be angry at your mother and, you know, your your grandparents. And I, apparently, George is still kind of upset about the whole thing himself, you know, and uh, uh, so, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, it's all... Never mind. Well, I, you know what? I was going to say, I think if you are a child in that situation and you never knew one of your birth parents, there's absolutely no reason you have to turn out screwed up. Whatsoever. I mean, you, you don't need to have two parents to be okay. You need one. You need right. one good parent. That's it. So, so in a weird kind of way, I, I sort of agree with George on this one. Mm-hmm. I, I hesitate to say it, but I kind of do. That it's not like, why is this guy so completely screwed up? He's anxiety prone. He can't go out into the world. Like, yeah. come on. That that's not all about not having had a dad. Right. Come on. Yeah. No. Definitely I, not. Yes. That's, he's yeah, just crazy. I wonder what his life was. You know, with his mother. You know. Exactly. And maybe maybe it's a family history of all kinds of neuroses or something. I don't know. But honestly, that's not because you only had one yeah. parent. Come on. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it comes out here. It's, it, I, I guess, Des, you didn't really think it did, but I think it did. The, the fact that, you know, he's – George demands that Kyle stop sending them poop. Stop sending us he poo. Didn't, he didn't <laughs> deny it, but he also well, didn't he confirm did. it. Yeah, so but he that's said it was why. his his, his yeah, truck. There, he said also said his therapist said he needed to express needed to express himself yes. to, to his father. Right. So I, I I vote that it was pretty yeah. clear that it came from him. I, I guess it was. It's just a disappointment to me. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was like really. That's who it was. I know. It's, it's like, like you're it clinging on to this. Interesting. Is you're clinging on to your beliefs. It's like the beginning of season three all over again for you. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't, it wasn't that interesting to me. Secret child, really? I mean, yeah. Um, Ruth um, steps in and asks him <laughs> if he needs anything, some underwear. <laughs> what, what does she think he is? Like, homeless or something but, but listen but listen this is what Ruth does, right? It's her shtick. She tries to sort of take care right. of people. It's what she, she tries to take care of Nikolai, and she and I don't in know the that most offensive ways possible. <laughs> well, but it's what she knows how to do. You know, see, I actually thought it was I sort of cute. Sweet. Yeah, and oh, it I, broke the ice. I mean, 
I'd be like, what? Really? Well, he was a little offended. Well, like, and, and he says, um, he's you enough. know, uh, he's like, well, no, you want a cappuccino for my $7,500 cappuccino machine <laughs> that I have so I'll never have to leave my hotel room. She says, sure, I'd love one. That was great. Yeah, it totally, that made me laugh because he was totally not expecting Carter. Exactly. Say yes. And then I love her, her um, rejoinder. Well, we can go to yeah. Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and they do they do we don't see the scene but they do um in next scene funny enough i phrase it this way brenda is riding joe um joe is all tied up and uh, okay hmm. if joe likes to be tortured that was the way to do it because <laughs> that did not look like fun sex she's just going on about the most unsexy things ever. She talks about her mom's breasts, right? (laughs) Oh my god. And and then what's funny, she goes off chatting about that and totally loses her rhythm, so really, he's not getting much out of it at that point. Uh, I just love the fact that they're just like sitting there having a conversation and she's just like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like she's doing exercises while she's like washing the dishes. If you... If you can concentrate on a conversation, you are not doing sex right. <laughs> uh, and she also says people still do this with kids. Uh, so, yeah. In the next scene, uh, George is upset and we're driving back with him and Ruth. He's upset because Kyle spilled this frappuccino on him. And he says that pretty much he says that Kyle living in his hotel room is like lazy. Like he doesn't want to change his sheets, his own sheets. And then he comes from old money. Kyle comes from old money and uh, was cut out from his life. And that's not going to change. And Ruth says, oh, he seems lonely. I should invite him over for dinner. And he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what I thought? I thought, listen, we haven't had one of those Fisher family dinner scenes in ages. <laughs> so wouldn't that be epic to have him there, too? It'd be great. <laughs> um. So Keith introduces David to The Rock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. This is I can smell what The Rock is cooking, <laughs> let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, that's one thing I will share with Keith is our love of The Rock. And funny yep. little bit of trivia about this. Peter Fascinelli is in The Scorpion King. So, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, cool. I haven't seen it. I think I saw it once. It was very forgettable. <laughs> I saw it once. Yep. Yeah, I heard that. That's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, yeah, so David says he could definitely tap that ass. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> report. Yeah, yeah so I call I back to his, to his stupid co-worker's <laughs> comments. Um, <laughs> Keith says he's still not out at work. David says he doesn't care about that anymore. It's boring and he'd rather not fight. And they cuddle. I love that. Thank you. Thank you, David. I'd rather you not fight, too. (laughs) See, it looks like their evolution has actually Mm -hmm. stuck. Yes. I was worried at the beginning of the episode when they were, you know, Mm -hmm. arguing a little bit about it. I was so worried. But then at the end of the episode, I was like, thank goodness. I know. Aren't they turning out to be really quite cute together? Yes, they are. Well, I think, you know, David had a little bit of a reminder of what it was like when he was all closeted and you know had those feelings yes. or whatever with jennifer so um even though yes. keith seemed to have gotten back gotten out of that and now is back into it again working i i just think mm-hmm. that uh 
he just, I don't know, maybe he's decided to be more understanding and not, you know, leave bitchy phone messages. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe seeing, um, uh, ex-girlfriend, whatever her name was, and her fiance, you know, snipping at each other helped. Oh. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. What under the heading of what not to do in your relationship? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Barb is bringing Maya back up to the Fishers of the Walk there, and Nate meets her and tells her about the psychic. And Barb is completely oh disgusted <laughs> and asks him if he needs help. Yeah, why, <laughs> guys? Why does she so go off on him over that? Because I'm sorry, I know it's your sister too. Blah blah blah, but. He, <sighs> She should just look at it as being a cry for help or a sense that he's so conflicted or struggling or something. Like, where is mm. her compassion? I, I don't That's know. how Maybe I took it. I just thought she was being a dick. as well, you know, and her own world. I, I agreed with her. I mean, I was like, it, it was just wrong. It was just wrong. Yeah, it might have been. You know, the whole thing. I don't know. Well, I'm not liking her much, so maybe that's part of it too. But I. I yeah, I don't know. Oh, I just think, I just, okay, she could have found a much kinder way to say what needed what she felt she needed to say and or or even to explain better why she was upset even that would have been okay with me like express yourself communicate instead of just dropping the bag and walking away yeah Ugh, just like whatever. swears in his face with the freaking kids sitting there you know come on yeah hold it together lady uh, <laughs> so as george says calm down um in the next scene, uh, Brenda is studying, and Joe announces he wants to have kids with her. No. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. No. no. I mean, okay, it was really sweet, and that's great, and oh, wonderful, but no, you're not going to have kids with her. She's going to get back together with Nate. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Eventually. <laughs> because Desiree and I are the puppeteers. <laughs> That's right. We and we are decide, we are decreeing that this is what's going yes. to be. Well, I don't know. Brenda seems yes. to be kind of ha- happy there. You know, she he was trying to explain himself, trying to express why. At last, she's going to get tired of always having to be the dominatrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Because she's going to want to sometimes, you know, get to be the submissive mm-hmm. one, and he won't know how to do that. Yep. <laughs> uh, any anything <laughs> else before I wrap this up? With a bow? No. (laughs) I just had to say it. (laughs) We'll see where that goes. All right. So with that, we'll hear from our friends at Ramjack. Hi, guys. I'm Alex, and with me is Brad. And we are Ramjack. Don't try to learn what love is. No, listen to Tina Turner to find out what love is. Screw that. Freaks on the China, never mattered before. Mr. Belvedere is all about incest. (laughs) Standing on the edge of tomorrow. Today, today. Oh, no, babies. The most awkward experience I've ever had with a dog wasn't awkward for me so much as it was for the dog. By the way, we're back in the tour universe. Yeah. Polar bears. Ah, Don't make it. me say it. Say it. No. You want me in charge of you. Sign this contract. <laughs> that contract will never hold up in court. Brave hearts. Fighting for the rights of all the dreamers. Yeah. 
You can find us online at curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. Not so much a forward slash. There's backslashes and there's slashes. I get it confused. Forward slash is a thing. <laughs> it's a lie. Perpetrated by the government. And you can also find us on iTunes. Yay, go there. Search Ramjack. Find it. Get it. Keep it. Ramjack. And we're back. And we're <laughs> here for Fisher of the Week. Please listen to Ramjack. They're awesome. They are I just very started awesome. listening to them the last few weeks, and now I feel better right. about myself. <laughs> uh, I did, I'm two episodes behind, but I so love am that I. podcast yeah, so, much. so much. It, uh, it, it, it's nice having my beliefs uh, thrown in my face and told how much of an idiot I am, but it's still very funny anyway. <laughs> it is funny. You just have to take them with a grain of salt because they are extremely judgmental. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But the fact that they're so judgmental yeah, I mean, is hilarious. It's hilarious. It, it, it and is Brad, hilarious. And Brad, honestly, for your sake, you... I really hope that half the neuroses that you have on that podcast are amped up a little. <laughs> because if not, I, I, I feel for you, man. I really do. <laughs> oh, he gets so mad. <laughs> What is yeah, that? Anyway, listen to Ram Jack. <laughs> it's a great podcast. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right, so uh, on to Fisher of the Week as we talk about what our favorite Fisher was, or who our favorite Fisher was, and why, and who wants to go first? Okay. I'll go. Um, I seem to be a broken record lately. I keep... I haven't really quite kept track, but I think I keep picking the same person. I haven't kept track. Um, <laughs> Ruth is in a weird relationship with George, so I don't know that I'm going to be able to pick Ruth as my Fisher of the Week till she gets rid of George. I kind of think that that's coloring me for everything she does, even though I do think it was cool she she took charge this week, which uh, was kind of neat, but not enough for me to okay. vote for her. Um. Let's see. Not baby Maya. I already was. Sorry. Sorry. She didn't even have a speaking role this week. Forget it. But she she went away. She went away and that was (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Um, Not Claire. Because I'm not so sure I like new Claire. She's being a bitch and she's a husky. So whatever. And she's anorgasmic. How can I vote for a woman who's anorgasmic? Seriously. Can't do it. I mean, her mother has orgasms for God's sake. We We heard that. But. (laughs) Um, Nate's. Gone loony, so he's not getting about, my vote. And no, that leaves that leaves my Oh, and there was well, no Nate Senior, so uh, we're not touching that. Do- either the, as the dog or on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Although the dog's eyes were adorable, soft brown doggy eyes, and I do love doggies, but no, I'm not voting for doggy Lisa. So that leaves my buddy David, who I actually think deserves it because hey, he didn't fight with uh with Keith, you know, and he was Really wonderful to Jennifer when she needed him to yeah. be. So it's true, David. It's true, Des. All right. Well, um, I agree with you about Ruth. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to pick her as long as she's with George. <laughs> and uh, also, for the same reasons, I will not pick Claire because one, she was a bitch, and two, she's never had an orgasm or masturbated. <laughs> oh my god, it's just criminal. Um, uh, and, and I haven't liked Nate since like, um, the beginning of season two. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not going to pick him. 
Although Maya went away for most of the episode, and that puts her high on my list. I'm not going to vote for her this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go with um, David um, for basically the same reasons, because he, um, he was uh, really good with the ex-girlfriend. What was her name? I don't remember. Jennifer. But Jennifer, yes. He was really good with Jennifer. And then, you know, at the end with the Keith and not, you know, fighting about him being out anymore. I really like that. <laughs> I can't remember what else. You know, when David... Well, he, he was hot for the Scorpion King, so that when was David says that yes. line about <laughs> the fact that it's boring, <laughs> I immediately thought of Des and going, yes, you're right. That's right. You should stop fighting because it's it, really yes. boring. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he said exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> However, there will not be shots. <gasps> not again. Week. Oh, again with the. Oh, oh man. Maybe Maya really Love brought it her A game this week. Um, she was barely in the episode. She was gone for most of it. Baby Maya? Okay, I was sitting here ready to go. But no, you just do this to thwart me. No. I do not very often give this award out, I've realized, to Ruth, but I'm going to give it to her. And I, I wasn't trying to be different. I've, I I had this written down in front of me before we even started. So I'm going to stick to my guns and pick Ruth because, you know what? She, she's not going to take any shit. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll give you ruth if you would have said maya though i would have been oh. yeah okay I, mean, I can see how you can make a case for ruth i just yeah. i guess i could see the the um uh, she's like a lemming running toward the cliff some people get really tired <laughs> of ruth and her constant you know anxiousness or whatever <laughs> george is talking about but George needs to be called out on this stuff, you know? And it's like, what, yes. what are you talking about? You didn't tell me you had to have a kid, you know? And then... I had no problem with her anxiousness or, you know, the way she took charge at all. I Just the whole fact that she's with George just makes me lose so much respect for her because I feel what? like it's just... Oh, she she had, knew nothing about him. He's very shady. She doesn't even see uh -huh. that. And that bothers me a lot. Yeah. yeah. If she had just been continuing to date this guy and this yeah. same scenario had mm -hmm. happened, I think I would be with you, Robin. I don't yeah. know. I just but it's see a fact. them as two, uh, like, uh, like a, just like kind of a funny couple. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he's just wants everything to just like, please stop trying to invade my world. And she's just like this, you know, a uh, little mosquito. <laughs> like but he's not a good partner. Yeah. No. Well, I think she's, she, I, I think she might teach him how to be one. You know, I'm not going to make any sort of uh, predictions or spoilers, mm. but you know, I really, uh, I really, root, I really rooted for uh, Ruth. It, Rudy, Ruth, Rudy, for Ruth Ooh. in uh, baby Ruth um, in this episode. Yum, baby Ruth. Yum. I just love the baby. whole, you know, especially in the hotel room scene, and the fact that, you know, he's he, George declares at the end of this episode, "That's it, I'm done. I'm cashing my check. I'm done. I'm out with this kid." And she's like, "Okay, well, I'll invite him to dinner." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> 
I just love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I just don't often have reasons to give it to Ruth, and I'm just going to give it to her this week. Anyway, that was the longest explanation ever. Let's get on to listener eulogies. Um, <laughs> we have uh, two messages at last count. I'm just checking one more time. Yes, we still yep. have two messages, and that means you didn't write in. I'm looking at you. Yes, you. But we do have some from Steph and Linda. So um, who wants to read what? I'll do Steph's since I didn't get to do one last week. You want me to do it now? Well, probably you should wait for the next segment. Shut up. Well, I didn't know. Okay, this one came in after the other one, so I didn't know if you were going to do the other one first. Anyways. Um, okay, Steph says, Hey, FisherCast, don't you know the baby that plays Maya was disappointed when she found out she actually wasn't going to Legoland? I'm wondering where she got that bit of trivia. I'd like to, I'm going to probably message her about that. I think she's just saying, because they were talking about it in front oh, of her okay. so much, that the baby probably thought she was really going. But the baby probably doesn't even know what Legoland <laughs> is, so nope. I think she's okay. Um, 24,000 people are struck by light, struck my lightning, okay, <laughs> lightning in the world every year. I cannot, I cannot her spelling talk. Me- um, meeting you're talking is like the perfect storm. Yes. <laughs> 24,000 people are struck by lightning in the world every year. It's quite common. As a matter of fact, my dad has been struck Whoa. twice. Uh, Bobby Cannavale. I think it's Cannavale. I don't know. Carnival. Cannibal, whatever. I like him. It's not Carnicast. Carnival. Uh, <laughs> uh, Olivier and Maggie Chinowith together. Just kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, are we going to yes. see you before one of these uh, Kane- episodes? <laughs> <laughs> canine pie chick <laughs> I think that's supposed to say canine psychic spiritual guide give me a break I agree Steph um, you wow the spelling Steph um, you you buried her Nate come on get a grip and then she says the Kratz brothers with Yay! the link to them yeah, we know we know who they are um, <laughs> eternity is going to get crazy her name eternity. is infinity aka Sophia not eternity oh, infinity or Sophia Okay, well, <laughs> she says eternity is going to get crazy. <laughs> She's going to make Charles for Rico. Yes, I see that coming too. I, I really do. Yes, um, yes. George being mad at Kyle seems out of character. George never mm. gets mad. Hmm. Well, maybe then this is his one, you know? Like, there's always those people who never get mad. They always have that one thing that pisses them off. And then when you find it, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? does. Anyways. Yeah, <laughs> that means you piss me off. Joe, Joe makes my ears quiver. Ah, okay, that is all. Yeah. Have a good one, Stephanie. Yeah, is that because he wants to have babies, or yeah, because you like, you want to have babies with him? I mean, I don't get that. Mm. Well, she's not answering, so we got to move on. Um... Damn, <laughs> answer me now. <laughs> Isn't she supposed to be online, just waiting for us to chat with her? Come on. Uh, Moira, I I nominate you to read the next one because you are probably speaking the most intelligently out of the three of us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to read the spelling. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. This is a lovely email from Linda, who goes by Sparky, but really it's Linda. Anyway, 
What I really need to do is write the five-star rating for your podcast that is burning a hole in my brain right now, but I wanted to do this first because you guys absolutely rock, and I don't like hearing you aren't getting feedback when you have such a rockin' podcast. Thank you. (laughs) To begin with, you guys are dependable and make my Wednesday night something to look forward to. That's Robin. That is all Robin because we try our damnedest to be undependable, you know, and, and he will not let us. So no, it's all he Robin. corrals us. We have no Hashtag choice, rally. Linda. That is, yes, that is Robin. Um, I enjoy so much hearing what you have to say. Normally, I'm just dead with exhaustion from work on Wednesday nights, but I make myself stay up to listen to you guys. Some of your episodes I play a couple or three times through, so I make sure I got everything you said. That's cool. I don't even listen to it. Yeah, I know. I I don't even do that. (laughs) I don't own the DVDs yet, but I will. Working on buying them and Dexter and Breaking Bad. And Six Feet Under will definitely complete my circle of TV, TV happiness for the best shows ever. So... Wanted you three to know how very much I enjoy hearing you guys discuss the episodes among yourselves with your wonderful guest people, too. Can't forget them. In the sequences that you do them in, your format is very cool. So I think she likes the way we do it chronologically. Um, I will write that five-star rating tonight. I promise with, like, five oh, exclamation marks. Oh, I meant marks to check. So, I was going to say, you need to go check, Rob. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Oh, and my back is better, though the job I do that has fucked it up promises to keep it fucked up till my dying day. But I work for the state of California in a prison records office, and a mess up back just kind of goes with the show. As does a promised retirement 15 years or so from now. It is what it is. Even more reason to derive happiness from podcasts that rock like FisherCast does, because it so takes my mind off the day job thing. So... Thank you, Robin. Hugs and blessings to your baby girl. Jazz, you make me laugh, and I always want to know your take on these trippy, diverse characters. (laughs) Aww. I make you laugh because I'm so fucking ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) Even I know I am most of the time. I've always loved smart doctors and for years have refused to settle for less. That said, I love hearing your viewpoints because they never disappoint. You bring an intelligence factor that compounds my need to listen to the podcast. Oh, you're smart too. (laughs) No, no, we're not smart. You know, when I wanted to start this podcast, I said, we gotta get a smart person. Linda's not going to like us anymore. I can't wait to hear how you guys react next week with one particular scene I have in mind. Hmm. Again, thank you for making me a confirmed Six Feet Under fan and underlining the sense I had when I first saw this show that it is as twisted and fun and engaging as I suspected the first 20 times I started watching it, which, weirdly enough, was only about 12 short months ago. Wow. Wow. May all your bonfires be wholesome, healthy, and purging experiences. You just might meet the nicest people at your own personal bonfire. You never know. Linda. (laughs) Oh, and then P.S. If I got poo in the mail, I would freak and then look for the nearest dumpster and then take a good hard look at my life. Ruth does, face it, take everything too serious. But she's just trying to figure out her life still. Hence, George. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, that was just a really wiggy and bizarre thing to have happen. So I forgive her freaking out. 
and the beat goes on. <laughs> That's a good Thank email. You. Thank yeah, you, Linda. As soon as you sent that in, Linda, yeah. I, I totally tweeted Moira and Des. I was like, please read this. This is awesome. So thank you, Linda. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now you Linda, you're my new favorite listener. <laughs> <laughs> Simone, you've been dethroned. Uh, I'm sorry. I think it was Chase and last Chase? time. Well, no, he was my favorite guest star. <laughs> Um, uh, we have I not had an email from Chase. <gasps> I'm calling you out, Chase. You need to send us some <laughs> feedback, man. Yeah, or sign up for an episode or something. Oh, they're all Fun. taken. This was it. Oh. oh. We'll see if we have guests in the well, fifth season. season. I don't know. What's that? <clears throat> I said there's season five. You can sign well, up There's going to be four of us. Yeah, I, I guess. Well, I always true. say I've always said that fifth season That's too much. we've got enough voices, so Yeah. I agree. We'll see how it goes next week if Illyrio fails the audition. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. an audition. I hope he realizes that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh with that I, I I with that you know that another segment's gonna come when I say those two words. Uh so we're gonna get into uh last rites. <laughs> which is our final thoughts on the episode and our ratings. So I believe Moira, you went, um, first, first last time. First. So it should be. Yep. Does, sure. Does <laughs> the <right>? <laughs> <laughs> Best song ever. <laughs> um, so, okay. I absolutely hated the psychic storyline. Start off with, and... I absolutely hated because <laughs> that doesn't happen very often <laughs> I also absolutely hate the Sophia Rico storyline and I don't know why we're still doing that um, but I I liked a lot of the other ones you know um, I there were several part uh, several things in the show that made me laugh mm-hmm. this week um, like Ruth walking up to the porch real slowly and I knew it was the poo or, you know, <laughs> that just made me laugh so hard. But there were, there were quite a few moments like that where someone would say something and I would just laugh. I'd be like, oh my God, that's funny. Um, so I, I kind of like this episode. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it eight out of 10 well-placed towels covering old dead penises. I didn't mention that earlier, but I don't know if you noticed because usually don't they not have it covered up? Also, you know, they they're morticians. Was they gonna get all squeamish about it? You know, <laughs> so I thought that was funny. I, maybe the actor didn't want his junk showing or maybe. something. Maybe. <laughs> uh, who's left? Oh, Moira. Uh, Moira, maybe. <laughs> I tell you, when you're a little bit slow, Robin, it takes you a while. Well, thank God you're here to pull us together. We not the heart. Okay. I came away when this episode finished. I watched it, like I said, late last night in this thunderstorm, and I was just grinning. I mean, if I can finish a Six Feet Under episode, and I'm laughing and giggling, and I found so many quotable <laughs> quotes in this one that I truly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. 
I agree with you, Des, about the whole Rico Sophia storyline. You know, we know where it's going to go, and we yeah. just want them to play it out mm-hmm. and be done with it. So it's not all that interesting. Loving yeah. Keith and David now as a couple, as I said. Um, yeah. It's funny. The psychic thing for me didn't really so much annoy me. It, it more, I did it more, um, kind of made me laugh in a weird way because I thought, oh, for God's sake, Nate, you really are still a little unhinged, That's which was interesting. Um, so. Yeah. Oh, and I really liked Ruth is so funny in the way when she takes her strange need to solve and fix and nurture everybody. And she bundles that up in her domesticity of cappuccinos and coffee. I just find her hilarious. Like and and in a weird way, she has this underlying strength that um, I kind of admire, actually. So I, I enjoyed her like for a while. I have been enjoying her. And even though I didn't vote for her, I did enjoy her scenes for a change. So that was cool. Um Anyway, so uh, overall, I really like this episode. I'm going to give it eight and a half dumpsters of poo. <laughs> dump, dump trucks. Or dump trucks of poo, I guess. <laughs> dump trucks, sorry. All right, well, who else? Oh, yeah, me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I'm done. Or two. <laughs> All right, well, to start off, uh, Maya was adorable. Um, yeah. I think... Uh, it makes me sad that you guys think she's cute. <laughs> it makes me sad that you don't, but you know. <laughs> but I'm okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, Sophia is this season's big bad. Um, we do want to get <laughs> through it all, but you know, you need to you need to build on things. You know, you need to have boobs and strip clubs and music boxes. I was going to say, I think actually Sophia's boobs are the big bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> uh, they are the sweet people. I think, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. You know, I always enjoy Rico's stupidity. Uh, it just because, I don't know, it's just kind of fun to watch. I, I like to watch most of these characters. Um <laughs> But I hate Rico so much that I just can't stand any of his storylines. That's funny. I don't hate him nearly as much mm-hmm. as I did. I can't quite uh, decide why I don't. Maybe because he is being so, I don't know, strangely naively yeah, pathetic. Yeah, but pathetic, I don't hate him exactly. It's more I'm just waiting for him to get his comeuppance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hurry up because I'm bored. Um, yeah. Claire, I'm getting, I think, the most annoyed at. I just... Mm-hmm. I, you know, I said it from the beginning. I'm just not a big fan of the whole art thing and all the art discussions. But she'll go gay soon, and then everything will be wonderful. Uh, that that's. I mean, I don't know if anybody wants to uh, write that prediction down that Des made. Um, <laughs> or no, she's not. She's not going gay. She's just going to mm-hmm. experiment a little. She she she's going to go gay at least a time or two. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Um, I did like uh, the intrigue of uh, the the slight bit of uh, uh, supernatural fun with uh, Michaela's ghost and uh, Lisa the dog. <laughs> I, already, I already forgot about Michaela's ghost. Let it die, Robin. Let it die. She's already dead. She's real. She's a real girl. <laughs> um. <laughs> so uh what else who else uh nate i just uh you know that that was just a a, a fun little 
I, I, I got into it a little bit when he went and saw the meet. the psychic. Obviously, I, I didn't believe everything, but it was, it was cool how, like, you know, she was bringing up these things like an old man watches over you. There's a woman that mm-hmm. still loves you or whatever. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I kind of like that. I like the fact that they made the little thing of, like, you know, her name was, like, Mona Lisa or Mora Lisa or something. Mm-hmm. Mona, Mona, Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. Mona funny. Yeah. Um, love Ruth and George uh, and the fun that we have with them. <laughs> and, of course, David's, and David, David and Keith are great. And Celeste, who I wish could, I could nominate for Fisher <laughs> League just for that scene where she's screaming at her dancers. <laughs> you all suck! You guys suck! God! Get out! Get out! Get out! <laughs> so um anyway uh, uh for that i, I, I uh, yeah i'm just gonna say eight out of ten cheap calendars um so <laughs> so uh with that uh let's bury this uh b words part where i say b words because i can't <laughs> always come up with b words bury this it boob job needed by Sophia. There you go. Let's bury this boob job <laughs> needed by Claire. Sophia. Okay. That one's kind of long, but... I get that a lot. Yeah, I'm kind of long-winded. What do you expect? <laughs> okay. So, uh, please visit us on iTunes, especially you, Linda. And... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that email is more than enough, I think. But uh, the rest of you, I'm, I'm looking at all of you. No, hell no. No, it's not more than enough. No, no. I'm not too proud to say no. I'd like that five-star rating. <laughs> she is the intelligent one, so I'm going to have to defer to her. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Now there's pressure. You're going to have to be smart <laughs> every episode. <laughs> uh, so please leave us a five-star rating or leave us a review. If you're not going to leave us a five-star rating, email us and let us know why you didn't. Or leave yeah. us more than five stars, like mm. thirty-seven or fifty-eight, whichever three, you feel though, like. Three is not deserve. important. No, three is no, not. No, three is important. not important. No. Um, okay, you done, Robin? Yeah. Is, is it my turn? Am I? Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Okay, you can visit us at fishcast.blogspot.com. Leave us a voicemail at 15412embalm. Visit us on Facebook. Or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice memo there, which you know what? We haven't had one of those for a while. So, hey, that would be cool. Um, Yeah, please do that. We really do love your feedback. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> more to a say. Long day today, and here we are, Friday at the end of it all, and I'm just like, I'm ready to pass out. Um, so, yeah, uh, we don't have any guests to talk to, so we'll just go right to you, Des. Where can we find you on the web? You can find me on FisherCast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on What's oh. On With Stephen Des. <laughs> What's on with stephandes.blogspot.com? Yay! And you can find Moira Yay. calling the Ghostbusters because I freaked her out about Ghost Michaela and Doggy Lisa. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> Who's she going to call? But she's too smart <laughs> to fall for that. Anyway, you can see all the very intelligent tweets that she makes at uh, <laughs> Moira Brown. <laughs> 
<laughs> with an E at the end for excellence. You can see my baby. <laughs> uh all right so uh and you can find me on the top bunk podcast that releases podcasts every once in a while it seems uh when me and lenny aren't busy um and also (laughs) on redemption cast which is um an angel podcast created by the director of the avengers uh joss whedon um Wait a minute, you just made it sound like your podcast was created by Joss Whedon. Yes, in a way it was. was. You didn't know that? If it wasn't for (laughs) Joss Whedon, that podcast wouldn't have been created. We can lead it all the way back to that. Anyway, so that's it for FisherCast this week. Sorry for another long episode, but... We're not sorry. You love it. You love it so much. Future Robin, who is editing this, is sorry. Uh... <laughs> Next week. Hey, you've got the whole freaking weekend to edit this. Yeah. Stop whining. Right. <laughs> we have nothing else to do. And then Monday, Tuesday, because you don't release it till Wednesday. I'm glad we got this uh, recorded on a Friday night. So, but Robin, it's it's a little work. sunshine in your life. Admit it. What? Put, yes. A little rays of yes. sunshine yes. in your life. It, yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> just put. You, you said you it. You know, it's not like she's doing you anything. You're correct, Des. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Skype is censoring you terribly right now. So you sounded sort of like um, somebody driving in a truck where it was going over corrugated pavement. <laughs> I pulled on my headphones, so I must. I'm sorry. Like uh, <laughs> did you want to say something now? That you're clear. I was saying, put Isabel to work. It's not like she does anything anyway. Oh, you, but you weren't saying wait. anything uh, any, <laughs> at all that I wanted to hear. So, um, baby Maya, baby Izzy, uh, baby, 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 Des is feeling eggy. And. <laughs> not even. That's it for Fisher Cast this week. Next week, your homework is. Season 4, Episode 5, That's My Dog, The Hush of oh. Six Feet Under, with... Is, it, is Lisa the dog coming back? God, I hope not. You know something? I am so looking forward to watching this episode precisely because Illyrio asked for this when we were starting That's this right. podcast. I feel like it's already overhyped because you just called it the hush of six feet under. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that the it's season not going three, to be my episode one of six feet under of six feet under. Uh, <laughs> the perfect circles. That's right. <laughs> I'll just underhype it for you. Anyway, as for can I come up now? We therefore commit this. No, get back down there. <laughs> no, you get back down there. <laughs> We therefore commit this episode of the ground. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. (laughs) Bye. 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 It is a Thursday. I got up early. It is a challenge. I'm usually lazy. I make some coffee. I eat some rice checks. And then I sit down to check my inbox And I read it too 